This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised. You heard them, didn't you? Oh, sorry to startle you, friend. They're always luring people up here. Listen to me. Luring. They only want someone to play with. Welcome to the attic. I have to admit, friend, that this is not my favorite space. As a matter of fact, I avoid it like the plague. Despite the toys and the picture books, this was not a happy place. The architect only had one child. A daughter, and she was grown before this attic was ever designated as a place for children. Many years ago, there was a great fire at the Cornhill Orphanage. Many perished, and a few that survived had neither a home left nor anyone to care for them. At the urging of the local parish priest, our architect took in the five remaining orphans, designating this attic as their space. As his staff scrambled to find someone to care for them, a great stroke of luck. A man appeared at the front gate, offering his services as tutor. Without so much as asking his references, he was allowed in. After so much chaos from the attic, the quiet that followed seemed to be quite the blessing for all downstairs. And with the children's apparent welfare provided for, they were promptly forgotten about. That is, until one day, One of the maids noticed a strange stain growing on the ceiling of the room located below the children's attic. The scene, as you imagine, was not pretty. And as for the children's tutor, well, Mr. Fish was not seen again for a long, long time. The children keep luring unwitting people up here, though. They must get so lonely. Ah! (laughs) And here's an unwitting guest now. Yvonne, I almost didn't notice you there. (coughs) Oh, something to attend to. I trust that the two of you can keep each other company for a bit. Sure, actually. I always liked the piece of it. The graveyard shift at Blue Star Gas was long and lonely, so I'd spend hours not doing much of anything. 
Occasionally I would look outside, keep an eye on the pumps. I would also glance at the cameras, but thinking back, I always heard the customers before I saw them. When they came in, I usually kept the headphones on. I rang up their coffee, gas, and pretzels, and six-packs while I listened to podcasts or the latest news about the Wakefield Crusher. Or sometimes I would just keep the headphones in with nothing playing at all. Because I saw the customers, but they did not see me. Something I thought about a lot back then. How many people are invisible in our day-to-day lives? The men trimming hedges by the roadside? That lady handing you a milkshake at the drive-thru? People like me, behind a counter, selling snacks and lotto tickets. It's like the gas station is a machine, and I was a piece of it. I was a ghost. We all are at some point in our lives. One day you realize no one has seen you, really looked at you in hours or months or years, and you realize I am invisible. I am a ghost. And this body, this life I inhabit, is nothing but another haunted house. I had regulars and one offers. Folks from town tended to show up for the same things around the same time. Truckers gassing up for the week, state troopers in the late hours stopping by for lotto and energy drinks. Then the one offers. I call them that because they were usually one exit off from where they meant to be. You'd get out-of-towners on the way to family, or someone in a rental car, or college kids on a road trip, or once in a while you'd get the other ones. Most people spend about seven minutes in a gas station, longer if they're taking a shit. That evening I'd seen the usual mix, which is to say, not many. I looked out at the pumps. I could see the bridge across the turnoff, how the moon was waxing above it. I wondered idly if it would rain. The fat man sitting by the coffee machine had asked if he could sit down before he did. He said it was a full 24-hour drive from Charleston when you drove like him. All back roads, he said. The road rides you. May I sit? Stretch my legs? I remember thinking how odd he was. From his speech to his tiny movements. Sometimes like a bird. Sometimes like a cat. How strange he looked slowly stretching his legs like an athlete, warming up for a race. Coffee's over there, I said. Dan checked in just before midnight, buying an energy drink and two scratchers. Bit late for a pick-me-up, I said. You think, he said, but no rest for the wicked. He sighed, a hand on his gun belt. Have you seen those college kids out, Yvonne? I hadn't yet, but there's a long road between midnight and dawn. You seen any crazies tonight? I could tell by the way he asked those Holsting kids must be out. And the fat man said, You seen any crazies out tonight? In a weird voice. Dan looked at me. (coughs) Dan's walkie squawked. I'll step back in a few, he said. You all be safe. The fat man giggled. He said real low, like he's talking to himself. You all be safe. I wondered if he was on drugs. Mister, I said, are you going to pay for that coffee? Oh, yes. I apologize. Needed to rest these bones. It's been a long drive. Yvonne, was it? He looked at me when he talked to me, you know? I couldn't help but look back. 
Do you have any frozen burritos here? He asked. And I said, sure, down to the right, past the soda. I've never had a chicken green chili burrito. How exotic, he said. Is there a charge to use the microwave? No charge, I said, but are you going to eat all those here? He said it's a good question. He said that's the best part. No, I have to choose. And our choices follow us. Do we dare disturb the universe? Do we eat experience? Does experience eat us? Does the tongue taste? The eye envision itself? Definitely drugs, I thought. I remembered I was still wearing headphones. I took one out, sighing. Look, I said, I'm vegan. The burritos are two for one, and I've never tried them. Yes, he said. Chicken green chili it is. And these two, as well as the coffee. He walked back to the booth by the microwave and hot dogs. He unwrapped the burritos, and I heard the punch of numbers. I heard him crowd into the booth. I felt his eyes again upon me. And I thought about how strange it is to be seen. While I pretended to listen to something else, the microwave hummed and the fat man said in a calm voice like an ocean that everyone at some point in their life is beautiful. Sometimes he said they are beautiful for years, decades. Sometimes a person shines when they reach 61 years old, he says, sometimes 11. Sometimes newborn children open their eyes and see the sun or a bright blue star in the darkness, and they think it sees them as well, and they smile, and they are beautiful. For some people, he said, it's a day, a night on the water, a graduation walk, a glory that was their Rome. For some people, it's a moment, and they often do not see it when it happens. To see it, to be seen. They look back years later and they think, I was beautiful. We can be beautiful too. I remember reading comic books when I was a kid. I liked Spider-Man mainly because of his weirdest power, the spider sense. When something bad's about to happen, Spider-Man gets these vibes. They shoot from his head in squiggly lines. He ducks or jumps or shoots a web just in time. I thought a lot of us, people working late and alone, women especially, I always thought we learned something like that. I was getting that feeling. Nothing was happening. The fat man wasn't saying anything. He was just humming again to the radio. I felt his eyes on me. He chewed slowly, staring. It was a sensation of some invisible pressure rising. A tick, tick, tick in the air. I should text someone, I thought. The hairs on the nape of my neck leaned back and up. I couldn't remember the last time someone looked at me, like saw me. I felt the gaze, the sensation of something sliding along me, a touch of ghostly hands across my throat. I heard my own heartbeat thudding loud and distant as if in another moment. Part of me is still in that moment. Part of me will always be here, and it will always be now. Suddenly, I was praying for someone to come in. 
stands leaning back by. Lost one offers anyone. The next few seconds were a blur. I was still in a daze when the two men stepped inside. At first I didn't notice the guns. It was like underwater, swimming up to the surface. Back up, screamed one of the men, back up. The gunshot ripped through the ceiling. For a moment I couldn't hear it, but I thought, I must be screaming. Everyone down, the man said, and I realized he must be screaming too. He got closer, and I saw his wild eyes looking everywhere at once, babbling, saying, register, get the register, move. I'm going, I tried to say, I'm going. You too, fat boy, said one of the men, get down. I turned for the first time to look at the fat man. He was chewing a burrito, smiling. Sure, I'll just finish my burrito first. Shut your damn mouth. Artie, watch the door. There's no call for profanity. I was looking at the second robber, the one who must have been Artie, and he was holding his gun close, peering through the glass of the gas station front entrance. I kept trying to open the register, but my hands were trembling. He was turning back and yelling, Last chance, fat boy. The ground, now. Get on the ground. Oh, said the fat man. I don't think I will. He sounded cheerful, like a kid saying they're going to get out early for summer. That pressure I was talking about earlier, it felt suddenly dense in the room, dense and cold. I finally pulled a register free, and the first robber was leaning back over the counter, gun in my face, jabbing it at me. When I saw one enormous hand grab his neck from behind, it's strange what we remember. I kept thinking... Look at that. He bites his nails. He must be so hungry all the time. And I heard him, and the robber's body went slack. His eyebrows knitted up. He opened his mouth like he had to ask me some terrible question, and his eyes widened as if he saw the answer. And I watched the fat man put his face right up against the robber's, almost nose to nose. He was holding the robber up with his other hand, like cradling him, talking very softly at first. Shh, he said. Shh. Look at me. Look at me. The robber was gurgling, a low, wet wheeze. There you are, my beautiful boy, said the fat man. The fat man squeezed the robber's neck and took his other hand, and he dug out the robber's eyes. What the f- said the second robber. He was standing by the door. He must have been on drugs. Maybe the fat man thought so too, because he dropped the first robber's body and said, Shoot me then. Do it. Like he was at a restaurant and suggesting we split an order of french fries for the table. Get down, said the second robber, Artie. I will put a bullet between your eyes. And the fat man said, Will you? Like he was curious. I see you. I see inside you, Artie. He put one of the eyes in his mouth. He must be so hungry all the time. Well, here is your chance. He chewed the eyeball. Second man, Artie, he said, You crazy mother. And his hand was shaking. Whether from the speed or the fear, I didn't know. But I thought at this distance... He will miss. Then the fat man, he 
started dancing. He giggled and he hopped from one foot to another, watching Artie's gun hand. He sang while he danced, the weight of him jiggling as he hopped from one foot to the next. What will you do? What will you do? What will you do? He danced, slow, back and forth, over the other robber's eyeless body. What will you do? What will you do? What? I ducked, but I know the gunshot missed. I closed my eyes, heard the stamp of feet, grappling. I heard the cracking, the crunching. I heard the hand I do not see. I heard him again. He's whispering, Those beautiful blue eyes. Your parents must be so proud. I knew what was happening. You can hear a sound like that just once and always know. Then, nothing. Just the radio through the store speakers a million miles away. I held my phone, squinting at the screen. Nine, I pushed. Then one. Then one. And Yvonne, can you hear me? My thumb betrayed me. I was trying to hold my breath. I closed my eyes, dreamed I was invisible. I was curled up in a ball. I had the phone in my hand, but not to my ear. The fat man knew. The way he knew, Artie wouldn't shoot. He and those like him have their own sense of spiders thinking about that hand, the fingernails, the eyes. I couldn't stop shaking, and I also could not move my thumb, and it would not... close he smelled like a thunderstorm I heard and Jesus Jesus Christ and I oh Jesus sorry Jesus please my thumb wouldn't move and there now there blue as the blameless sky one for you one for me we see each other now he leaned down Nose against my ear. One day, you will be beautiful too. Goodbye, Yvonne. I felt him walk away, the wet, slow squish of his shoes on the floor. I heard the door chime. I heard my heartbeat far, far away. I closed my eyes. My thumb slipped into the night and the call went through. Blue star. I'm whispering at first, 212 Maple Street, Blue Star, Blue Star, the gas station. You drive there now, you'll see Perry's, but the Blue Star moved. You'll see an empty field, just trash and grass next to the intersection. I can't remember things so much now. It's fuzzy. They said I was crazy, but I know something they won't tell you the eyes. No one asked me about them. I was a ghost again. 
But I... I kept something. Look. Do you see? The eye. Blue. Blue as the blameless sky. I see into it now. He sees me. He sees you. And he says, One day, you will be beautiful too. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I trust that Yvonne told you her tale. Perhaps it's why she spends so much time here in the attic. I think she takes comfort among the invisible these days. Come, let us go. There are still many mysteries to uncover here at Hawthorne Manor, and I do very much hope that you will continue to assist me as we draw ever nearer to the door which we seek. I can see in your eyes the anticipation. Alas, I fear I'll be gathering the children all evening. They are fond of mischief. If you happen to find any toys under your bed this evening, leave them there. They should be gone by morning. Adieu, my friend. Parting is, as always, such a sweet sorrow. Thirteen Days of Halloween was created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams and executive produced by Aaron Mankey, starring Keegan-Michael Key as the caretaker. Today's story was written by Ben Bolin, performed by Megan Perry, and directed by Matt Frederick with editing and sound design by Ben Kiebrick. Additional writing and script supervision from Nicholas Tukoski, casting by Jessica Luza. Only seven days remain. Tomorrow, another story. I stepped out of the real world and into somewhere else. I was on the ocean floor, holding my breath in the hull of a sunken ship. I felt pressure crushing in on me, and it was very dim. The entire world was gray and heavy and I could barely move. I walked through the door of something that looked like a vault. 
and there was a flash of light, and I was staring at rows of long, sharp teeth all curving in different directions. 13 Days of Halloween is a production of iHeartRadio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And learn more about 13 Days of Halloween at GrimAndMild.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.